Hello everyone again. Uh, we have uh, another podcast for you from uh, from Codurans. Uh, so I will say now, keep the music here. And we can continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have with me, uh, uh, again, from Barcelona, uh, Cristina. Say hello, Cristina. Hi. Which, from uh, for today, I'm going to have to call her Verdi, uh, the American way, because we have another Cristina in London. Hi. <laughs> so, we have uh, Cristina Ripley Gonzalez, and what, actually, introduce yourself. Okay, so yeah, I'm, well, he's just said my name, it's Christina Ripley Gonzalez, and I was, I am a former apprentice, and I did run one of the apprenticeship programs in London, and I'm currently helping to coordinate a fourth apprenticeship cohort as well in London. Which is the thing that we are going to be talking about today, apprenticeship, apprenticeship program. Um, so, Let's start with Verdi. Uh, you have uh, recently completed the the program in in Spain. Uh, how did you go? How did you find it? Well, it's it's quite challenging. Um, at the beginning, uh, you see like lots of modules, and and you 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 have uh, three months uh, to go, and and it's quite challenging at the beginning. Uh, but, uh, luckily you have, um, um, very good, um, colleagues that help you along the way and the journey. And it's actually, a, a very, like, fulfilling experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. No, now, Ripley, you were actually part of the, uh, part of the first part of the new, Format of the program? Yes, yeah, so I was the, in the first, um, cohort under the new sort of apprenticeship program, which is a bit more structured, the 12 week program with eight weeks learning and a four week final project. So yeah, um, well, the experience itself was amazing. I was very lucky to have a dedicated mentor during this time and two amazing, um, apprentices joining me actually throughout the apprenticeship so it was uh, actually amazing to be going through the same struggles together throughout the apprenticeship and having people who whilst they might struggle at different levels um, were always around to help and help boost me throughout the entire program. Okay, Bernie, so you follow the, even when you didn't, were not part of a, of a class, classroom called like they are over here, you did follow the same uh, modules that they have. Yeah, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, in in Barcelona, when I joined, uh, we we didn't have a group, uh, but we had the same program, um, and and we follow the 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 same structure. So actually, that's um, a very good. Guideline in order to to go to the through the through the apprenticeship with the help of 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 my mentor who was Alvaro, 
And, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, just to mention to the, to the listeners, before we used to have an apprentice, apprenticeship program, kind of similar to what uh, people like uh, L-Light um, towards do, in which uh, you are assigned a mentor, uh, then you, you basically are in, in the bench doing your own stuff, and the mentor will come Sundays at uh, after work uh, to help you. Which I suppose uh, Alvaro did some of that, yeah? Yes, uh, we we meet uh, regularly, um, two days per week, a couple of hours more or less. So basically, during the day, I I used to uh, go for uh, self study, and then we checked. Yeah. During these meetings. So well, one of the things that uh, we try to do. Uh, with the apprentice program, with a new format, uh, mostly developed, uh, uh, by Pedro Santos, although there was input from quite a lot of people on computers, was to try to avoid that sensation of, uh, like you were, uh, very on your own, and having other people that are kind of going along the same path as you, which make it, I would say it makes it much easier to follow, but, uh, as I haven't done it. So, I mean, obviously I've only seen it from the being part of the group approach, um, but definitely speaking to other people who were on the previous um, mentorship approach, obviously my apprenticeship being the first one to start on this sort of program with a group and a cohort, um, is that this, this sort of method was a lot easier um, or a lot nicer to follow through with because obviously you were in a room, you had a dedicated mentor at all times, someone who you could come to and question when it came to any um, problems or difficulties you were having. And also your cohort, which for me personally is obviously the... So obviously, for me personally, was probably the biggest gain I had because I think I learned more from my fellow apprentices during the the entire program than I did from anyone else um, and just because you know we had to battle and and figure things out together so this is a is a tiny support network within the greater support network that is coherence but that small support network helped me a lot more um, really to get through the whole program do you want to uh, one of you two want to speak about what modules do you have at the moment on the program. Um, I don't know, Christina, would you like to elaborate or should I take this one? Uh, I, I can, I can tell. Currently we have eight modules. Um, the first one is on classes TDD. Uh, the second is on uh, principles of design. And third one, we start a little bit, um, we, we continue with design. Um, like the second part, and on the first, on the fourth module, we introduce outside the NTDD. Uh, that's why it's necessary the first and and second modules as well. On the um, uh, the next module, uh, we introduce macro design concepts such as um, hexagonal architecture. We start talking about DDD and all this kind of stuff. Um, on week number six, uh, we talk about. Um, uh, databases, 
Then week, uh, week seven, uh, concepts of front-end development. Uh, and at the end, uh, we talk about Agile. And the next week, from the week nine to 12, um, we, we do a final project where we can apply all the concepts learned through the apprentice, apprenticeship program. Okay. Uh, that reminds me of a question I used to uh, ask people on interviews uh, regarding their time at university. Um, so, Ripley, you first. Which one of the modules was the most interesting for you? Um, well, for me, actually, um, so I, I've been a developer for a long time, actually eight years, but I never had the opportunity to do test-driven development. I'd kind of read about it and tried to teach myself, but for me, actually, the TDD first week and outside-in were pretty much revelations for me, um, being taught by people who really knew how they were doing things um, rather than the way I did at uni which was kind of muddle my way through a module and whatever but like being taught by what was for me truly experts in the field um, really just helped me get through that and probably was the most valuable part of the entire program for me. So it's your turn Verdi, which one did you like the most? Which module I like the most? Okay, I particularly enjoyed um, the the module about agile because um, because during that module I visited um, the apprentice program in London, so so it I had the opportunity to to join um, the the workshops there, and actually I had lots lots of fun during during the workshops. That's good. That's good. Uh, hmm. I have something in mind. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, another question. Uh, another question I wanted to ask to both of you. And this time you go first, Perry. Is there anything that you think that it was missing from the apprenticeship? Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I was miss, at the beginning, uh, I was missing a little bit of introduction. For example, what to expect during, during the apprenticeship? Uh, what is it about? Um, like, um, a big overview. And also, for example, some concepts for, for me were quite new. I thought before joining Coderance, I thought I was, uh, I, 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 I could, uh, drive my 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 development through tests but then i realized that i i couldn't so um i i think that um module on uh, culture or expanding some concepts of what extreme programming values principles and practices are about uh, would be very useful and for example in the in, in for the next uh cohort in Barcelona, I've introduced that module as well for the new apprentices. And yeah, <laughs> I think I think they've enjoyed that as well. Uh, having a, a nice introduction and a big and having the big picture. What are you looking at? What do you miss? So um, as great as the program is, I think, uh, especially considering what we do at Coduras, which we're a consultancy, I think that possibly 
Um, some practice with soft skills would be quite beneficial um, in terms of like role play or, you know, like how to talk to, you know, have a difficult conversation, how to express your opinions without upsetting clients. Um, really sort of like interpersonal people skills that you, it's very difficult really um, to um, practice these in a classroom environment, but maybe something that we could practice with a bit, a little bit of role play and a little bit of just, you know, maybe even just somebody telling stories about their experience and this sort of thing, which I think would be helpful for everyone. And for me, at least I know that um, getting experience from talking to other people and how they've handled difficult situations was beneficial. So I think it's something that could possibly be taught if not, um, if not completely learned, but it's something that you can learn a little from during the apprenticeship. There is uh, one thing, uh, even though you're the European ball, uh, yeah, just for our listeners, we have in Saturdays the concept of initiative circles, which is a, a way of, uh, for uh, people in Saturdays to improve or move forward or do a change within the company uh, so we don't have to wait for uh, for uh, our funders to, to actually do it we can move things around and I believe that we, we do have uh, an apprenticeship uh, an initiative circle for the apprenticeship yeah so we started actually during one of our last open spaces um, uh, we we proposed a discussion about the apprenticeship actually and how it was being run and um, what we could do to improve it and out of that one of the outcomes was the coordinator role for the current apprenticeship mm -hmm. so this is so at the moment um, our previous apprenticeships had a single mentor sort of running mm -hmm. the entire 12 week program um, what we have now is a group of different mentors running a the program week to week um hopefully based on their strength as well um and the coordinator role not really running or managing the program but really trying to hold a common thread across the entire program and just being able to understand sort of where the apprentices are what they're struggling with what their progress is and also being able to pass that on to the next mentor week by week and just to hopefully maintain a bit of structure and keep track of progress on how our apprentices are doing. Okay, that's, uh, that's interesting. A bit of my, of my thinking here is the fact that we can, we can modify and improve the program because no one creates anything perfect from the start. <laughs> so, they, 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 yeah. they need to, to, to move forward and, and change things here and there to small improvements. Yes. Um, for example, one of the first things I, I noticed is that um, the, the the current apprentice, uh, pro apprenticeship program, as it is, um, is not very prepared for self-study. So I started to introduce uh, some links and like... Um, um, and some uh, learning resources. And I'm very happy to say that uh, the, 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 the apprentices that joined after me in London, uh, were all, all uh, were getting advantage of them and started 
uh, adding more links and more resources. And this has become like bigger and bigger. And for example, in Barcelona, the apprentices that have recently joined are getting lots of advantage of that. And, uh, and, and for example, I asked, I asked them, how do you feel? Uh, do you think that there's enough information? And the answer was yes. So, I mean, that's a success already. <laughs> well, I, I do remember when we created the, the wiki for the program, it, it was quite bare. Uh, it has some basic information about why you were teaching on each module, but clearly anything else. And now I, I have seen uh, quite a few of the links that have been added, even people from, from the, uh, the, the people from the core in London that have just finished. They have been adding as well themselves links to uh, to different parts of the uh, of the wiki just to for for doing that to to provide more information and more ability for people to self-study and that leads me to one thing that, that I want to ask how, how okay so. We are talking about the data self-study. I, I personally, personally, I do expect people to to put some effort uh, onto it. Uh, they are this is like a going to class, and then you you should be studying on top of what you are getting in classes. Even when we there is you spend the whole day over here just for that, uh, mostly because you are getting paid for it. You are getting paid to study. I mean, <laughs> who will do that? Back again. <laughs> but what what do you think? Um, I'm going to start this time with you, Ripley. What do you think are the the responsibilities of the teacher and the coordinator with respect to the to the people here, to the core? So, in terms of how they are studying, or oh, in terms of what uh, what the students should expect uh, from the teachers or. Uh, so I think especially like in terms of the coordinators is that they should, the students should expect that should they be struggling or if they have a problem that they've got an ear to listen to them so that they can come up and ask you a question. Um, you might not have the solution, but you might be able to find somebody that has a solution for them or somebody that can help them. Um, so in general, um, obviously like with the idea of the role being somebody that's going to hold a common thread, that if you've got a problem, then that, that really should be one of the people that you go to to explain that you're having a problem because that's, that's the person who hopefully has an interest in your, your, you know, your entire progress. That's, that's exactly why they're there. They're trying to keep track of your entire progress. So if there's anything that could affect you, then that, then you should go and talk to them. But obviously that is not the only person you can go to because the company is completely open and we have a lot of people who are really, or every single one of the people in Pigeons is an amazing resource. Um, so I think in general, um, whether it's the coordinator or not, um, the apprentices should, should just expect to use the people around them as, as a resource to, to, you know, just to further their learning, to, to unstick themselves, to, ask people what direction I should go in because that that's probably one of the most amazing things that we do have here is, is people who are who want to learn and, and who want to teach and who want to share their knowledge. There is no jealousy over knowledge in coherence. Everyone is extremely open and sharing in that respect. What do you think uh, in terms of the 
responsibilities of uh, what the students should expect from um i think the students should uh, expect um tons of of reading <laughs> also uh practicing katas is 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 very important it's a very uh, like effective way of learning and concepts and also as i agree what with uh, what Ripley says uh in Kotsu we we have in in Kodirans we have a, a a culture of sharing knowledge and for example during our our catch-ups uh we have the opportunity to expose uh doubts and also receive uh like uh some 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 knowledge and that's awesome as well so even if it's not in the catch-ups, you can always slack someone and ask ask a doubt and you will get always an answer. And that's amazing. I've never seen uh, anything similar before. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, uh, we are throwing flowers for ourselves with That's true. The next part is not exactly not throwing flowers to ourselves because it's, uh, I think there's an issue that I have seen uh, with the program at the moment. Uh, probably it hasn't been evident uh, for, for you, maybe, but probably it should have been for, for you, maybe, that uh, when we had the case just started uh, just straight out, uh, out of university, Alex, which uh, came straight from learning himself how to code. Uh, I, I just think that we do Really, we don't cater for the idea right now of someone starting from the very basics. There is kind of a need to to have a certain experience in the. Yeah, so definitely, I agree with this point. Um, it's it's a it's a quite difficult thing to do um, because we call the program an apprenticeship program, but really. The people who join our program, they are not apprentices. Um, the vast majority of people who have joined as an apprentice, in coherence at least, have had, um, years of experience, me included. I've had, I have eight years of experience before I joined coherence as an apprentice. Um, so there has been an internal discussions as well about whether apprenticeship is the right word. But, um, moving forward from there is, is really, um, what we can do to support people, uh, um, well, number one is wh whether we can have people join at a uh, lower level of experience, and number two is if we do go ahead with letting people with a lower level of experience in, is what we can do to support them going through, especially considering that it's a extremely fast-paced program. It's only 12 weeks with only eight weeks of dedicated learning to get you to the point where we can say you are a software craftsperson at the point of graduation. So there, there is a lot of difficulty here and we are having some teething pains, I think, in this, in this respect with the apprenticeship. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, that's what I was saying at the beginning that the apprentice program is, uh, very challenging. Um, when I, when I was talking to my colleagues, my, my colleagues in my previous job that I was joining as an apprentice for a company, is like, the, the, the most, um, common, uh, question is, oh, so is it a, a junior developer position? 
And it's like, well, it's it's not a junior developer because you need uh, some experience in the in the industry. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard to answer that um, that question. Uh, or how how do you explain that uh, the 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 culture is about continuous learning, and that's why uh, the company invests three months of uh, of learning in in of, of for training. I mean, and 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 yeah. So it's important to have uh, experience in the in the industry, um, and at the same time. Uh, if if you really 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 uh, dedicate, I think you have a very supportive environment here to to get through the apprenticeship. So yeah, yes to uh, a few things that we want to talk about now. Uh, just to make clear for for our listeners, what what. What is the uh, what do we expect for the apprentices? Okay, so I think when you join the apprenticeship program, um, in terms of what our expectations are, um, well, personally for me, like what was expected of me was to put in the effort on my on my side, the, the self study, really, um, obviously following along with the program, doing lots of cutters every week collaborating with my peers because there was three of us and and it's actually super important that you can pair productively um that you can sit there and respect the people that you're with um other than this actually being able to take criticism on your code you know sitting in a code review and having somebody come in and possibly tear apart your code but you they they do it in a way that you 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 should really look at it as as an opportunity to learn. These people are only pointing out the problems with your code because they're taking it as an opportunity to teach. It's always, always constructive criticism. So learning to be able to take that constructive criticism is something that every um, apprentice should be able to do and I think should be an expectation of them as well. And equally, learning to voice your opinions and having an opinion on everything you should batter people with your opinions, but I think that you should definitely understand the reasoning, the why, um, the, well, the why and the because and everything of why you wrote a line of code or why you made a choice to do a refactoring and all of this sort of thing. So it's, it's just a mental exercise. Keep applying the things that you're being taught and apply them constantly throughout your practice and yeah, just maintain your practice. Okay. That's quite a lot of things for, <laughs> what, what, what is your opinion around that? Uh, well, uh, I think when we when we look for apprentices for new candidates, we we look for some soft skills. Like for example, they they we want them to be very communicative. Um, they we want them to be uh, open to to learning uh, new things. I mean to. Speak open open expand their knowledge and be open minded uh we also um i i think it's also important to 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 receive uh feedback in 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 a in a good way for example we look for humbleness 
And we look for passionate uh, people who can graduate in, in 12 weeks. And then, and, and because they, they will also have to represent the company when, when they are at the client. Yeah. So that's why it's so important that they can um, uh, have a, a, a technical uh, conversation with the client, like discussing a lot, uh, uh, explaining uh, in detail all the arguments that um, they, they have uh, followed to reaching a solution. And, and yeah, that's, that's very important. I'm going to uh, well, put a bit of my own here because I have done quite a few uh, interviews, uh, pre programming interviews uh, for uh, people coming to the apprentice program. And there are two things that, uh, that I definitely look for. One is how they think. I, uh, when I know that someone is coming for the apprentice program, I don't care that they are doing marvelous code. That's something that you, you, you learn. Okay, well, you learn. We teach you how to, how to improve your code. But, but the kind of thought process that you put into doing the code, that has been always one of the main things. And you did mention humbleness. I always, always, I, I know on the, uh, on the spot if I'm, I'm gonna pass a person to the next stage or not. I, I learned this ages ago from this, uh, uh, John Sporsky, one of his, uh, blog posts about, uh, is either yes or no, if it's a maybe, that's always a no. Uh, and I know before the end of the interview if I'm gonna pass on, person or not, but I always give them the feedback on the spot. And I think that that's, as you say, humbleness, that's, that's important there. The ability to, to listen to other people and, and hear what, what they think that you, you, you have done wrong. Because over here, there's everyone could at any point, you, you are doing per, currently, we do per programming. Anyone over here is gonna, doesn't matter if they are senior or not, they are gonna, tell you they think something is wrong. And I, I know that, for example, I'm a, at, at times I'm a difficult person to to play program with, but if, if someone shows me that what they have done, what their idea is better than mine, maybe I would grumble, but I will change because it is. Yeah, on that note, um, I have, I, I mean, in terms of my experience as well with the interviewing process for apprentices is, that, uh, again, humbleness is probably one of the most important things that you have. That humbleness and the willingness to learn. Um, a lot of times I would go into an interview with somebody who has years more experience. Um, they are probably younger, they are male, so they see me looking like a much younger female. And, and sometimes people don't want to listen to you because they perceive you as younger, they perceive you as possibly the wrong gender, they perceive a lot of different things and it's the willingness to learn from anybody and the humbleness to say, okay, there is a person here, there is an opportunity to learn. So generally I will ask questions if I see somebody struggling, I will 
try and help and unstick them and if they're really struggling teach them a new concept and it's just that willingness to pick something up from this per- from this person that you've just met that you don't know anything about and I think that actually shows a lot about the personality of the person and whether they are a culture fit um, to be in the company. I'd like to to add that we also look for humbleness because uh, during the apprenticeship, as an apprentice, you have to recognize your own limitations and you have to face the fact that there's so many things that you don't know. So uh, it's very important during the during the apprenticeship to 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 be open to feedback and to and to because otherwise you you never improve, right? So um, yeah, and also it's also very important to be communicative because you also because you have to show your progress uh, every every time and, and yeah. I think that's such an important point. We uh, we have been all the time getting the the people to show their code to the rest of the of the class. If they are working on the on their own or they are working in pairs, they at the end, you know, they show your code. That has happened quite a lot. Yeah. Um. At least when I've run the program previously, I like to make them do code reviews on a projector, which is really a great way of um, making you humble because now you've got your code and five other people looking at it, but it's really good to, to see the progress and to just sort of like detach yourself a little bit from your code to not, not have that, I don't know, emotional reaction to somebody talking about it. Um, but also, again, showing your progress and making yourself visible because actually that's something that we haven't talked about, but it's so important if you are going, if you, if you're thinking of joining the apprenticeship program or are going to go through the program, making yourself visible is one of the biggest, most important things that you can do during your apprenticeship because at the end of this, you're going to have almost not, as I say, during the peers, that sounds terrifying, but your peers are the ones that are going to say whether you're ready or, you know, whether they would be happy to work with you and you can graduate your apprenticeship. Okay, that's, that's a very good point. One thing that we probably haven't talked is that, uh, because of the, of the flat hierarchy that we have over here, you don't have one single person that is, is gonna take a decision about yourself, yourself as a student. And there is a bit of, you have to show to the rest, either through questions on on Slack or through a demonstration on our catch-ups or things like, things like that, you do, you do need to put some effort to put yourself out there. Yeah, ultimately this is the, the visibility thing. Um, you have to make sure that people know who you are, know what you're doing, um, and know how you're doing, really. And by by making yourself, you know, well, there's, there's a million different ways you can do this. There's by presenting in our open spaces or by helping other people who have questions on our Slack. So just generally making yourself a part of the the, the overall community and, and, you know, just showing everyone what you're doing. Yes, uh, definitely that's one of the most 
important lessons that we learned during the apprenticeship. Uh, and it's also very related to, to what we do after the apprentice program at the clients. And we, we, we have to gain uh, our clients' trust. And we do that by communicating all the time uh, what we are doing, what we have achieved, um, what are the next steps, what, what uh, goals um, we, we already uh, solved. And, and that's all about, we have to gain trust of our colleagues, our peers, and also our clients. That's a very good point. You were mentioning earlier on about the book, uh, Apprenticeship, Apprenticeship Patterns. Yes, there's a book, Apprenticeship Patterns, that I recently found out about. And it actually, um, um, it, it, it talks about, um, how developers that feel a little bit stuck in, in their careers, um, what, what can they do in order to, 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 uh, improve? Yeah, in order to improve. So, for example, one of the, the apprenticeship, uh, patterns mentioned on that book is, uh, allow yourself to be the worst. That's me every day. So, <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's very important. I mean, uh, when, when we are, uh, on a, on a project, on a real project, actually, uh, we have to be very carefully with the steps we take in order to, to finish one task or whatever. So this pattern is about, um, take a space where, where you can be the worst, ask questions, uh, practice a new, with a new technology that you don't know, learn a new language, uh, go to, you know, meetups, uh, that are out of your, of your area of knowledge and expose yourself to the unknown and get out of your comfort, comfort zone. And that's how you will improve and how, that's how you, you will learn new skills. Actually, we're going to have to put a link to that. Okay, because now I am interested in it. Yeah. <laughs> send me the link so I can share with the okay with everyone on the on the podcast. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, anything else that we want to to review? Anything else that we want to talk? Oh, are we happy? Well, I'm always happy about. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy. I think we covered quite a lot actually of the. In terms of what our program is. Okay. Yeah. Yes. In that case, uh, let's gonna say uh, bye to our listeners and thank you for being with us. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>